if you're a struggling jujitsu student that is really looking for some more help and guidance and trying to figure out what you should be training and the next steps in your jujitsu journey. I have an online program called the Jujitsu Blueprint for Lifelong Development. Make sure you hit me up at jasonhill.com and I do an interview to make sure that you're a good fit, make sure the program would actually benefit you so that way your time's not wasted and neither is mine. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Secrets Podcast. Hopefully, you guys are having a good weekend. I'm actually recording this on my birthday today. So today's Monday, March 27th. So there's a fun fact for you guys. That's what day my birthday is in case, you know, for some reason that would come up in a Jeopardy question as a reason of why you guys would need to know that. But anyway, I like I like doing jiu-jitsu stuff on my birthday. That's kind of what I'd rather prefer to do than than anything else, to tell you the truth. So anyway, thank you guys in for checking in another episode. So what's been super cool is to see the the podcast grow. I think I know I said that in the last couple episodes, but I've had more people kind of reach out and uh, you know, it's like people getting titled and they're like, oh man, you only put out one episode this week or oh man, you put out three episodes this week. Oh, and people want more and more content and consuming. And I hear that and I would absolutely love to do that. So, but I'm going to need your guys' help if that's what you guys want to do. So I know I really don't want to charge or, or have to do anything for that kind of a podcast, but maybe if that's the way that I can dedicate more time to it, then uh, maybe that's what I'll start doing. Or if there's another way that you guys would be very interested in supporting the podcast, whether that would be um, merchandise, um, I don't know, instructionals, like a subscription to an extra episode, like a Patreon model or whatever, you know, I'd be interested in hearing and what you guys have as an option. Um, so if you're listening to this on Spotify, which is really cool, they have this new feature where you guys can actually, I can kind of customize like a poll or a question. So if you're on Spotify listening to this, check down below. If you're not on one of those, uh, you know, Spotify or anything like that, Go into the description right now and there should be a link to my website and the page that will pull up will be like almost a, it will be a, a Google sheet or a Google form and it will be uh, like a poll, basically the same thing. So I can collect your feedback, but I want to be able to support you guys. I want to be able to give you guys more content and help you guys out more. Um, though there might be also some, a couple other questions in there. If you're doing the Google one about like what other kind of content you guys like me talking about and stuff like that, because ultimately I make this to help students out. You know, I'm a black belt. I'm a first degree black belt. I train on a daily basis. So I don't make this podcast for myself. Yes. Is it great if it can turn into like a career of some sort. Absolutely. But my goal is to keep putting out content that the listeners enjoy and that you guys find helpful and, and usable, not just what I think that you guys might want to know. So um, if you guys want to let me know that I would be eternally grateful, that way I can start either getting merch, making more videos, producing more podcasts, set up a Patreon thing, um, you know, might even ask how much you'd be willing to commit $5 or $10 a month or, or whatever. Right. So, um, it's just gonna have some information like that. So please let me know because the more information I can get, the more that I can make a decision and then get you guys information you want. So sorry about that. We'll get on with the episode today. So today I want to continue with the blue belt series of the defensive skills. So if you guys haven't listened to any of the other episodes, I did a whole white belt series talking about offensive and defensive skills. So this will be part two of the blue belt series. I did part 
one of the blue belt series, which was talking about offensive skills, talking about what I think blue belt should start focusing on offensive. Now we're going to work on the blue belt defensive. And then my goal is to go through this on, I guess, up to every belt. Now, obviously a lot of this is subjective. It's, it's based upon you as an individual. I think that's, what's cool about jujitsu is actually as you get more skilled and you get more in depth into jujitsu, it becomes more uniquely yours, but there are some, kind of overall pitfalls or traps that I commonly have seen students fall into through my 13 years of training and and teaching, right? So the first thing that I really recommend students start to work on the defensive skills side is starting to work uh, submission escapes. So you know, usually as a white belt, you're only escaping positional escape most of the time. You know, you're escaping the bottom of the mount. You're escaping um, the bottom of side control. It's mainly positional escape. You don't really work too much submission escape. And that's because <laughs> as a white belt, you're really learning a lot of the submissions yet. It's it's very hard to get good at submission escapes if you don't know the submission first. So um, that's kind of like everything, you know, uh, you have to learn the offense before you learn the defense and, and and so on and so forth. And the counter to that defense, you have to learn that defense and, and back on. But what I encourage blue belts to start doing is to start working and studying submission escapes. And don't get crazy. The main submission escapes that I recommend that they work is just all the counters to the basics. So start looking at how to studying out of escaping triangle chokes, rear naked chokes, uh, collar chokes, uh, straight arm locks. Um, um, the very basic fundamental submissions that are taught throughout jujitsu, there is a plethora of ways to escape those different submissions. Now, probably submissions are probably some of the most versatile escapes that I have seen uh, that vary across the board. Um, I've seen triangle chokes from the guard taught a bunch of different ways, but kind of at the end of the day, it's still a triangle choke from the guard. You can definitely put someone to sleep better. Sometimes it's tighter, but escapes are so unique. Escapes are very different per instructor that I have trained. So it's a, it's fascinating to hear different people's takes on escapes. Like I've seen very, very uh, high level individuals that I respect a lot in jujitsu like contradict each other. Like I've been to some seminars where they say, oh, this is how you escape. You always turn this direction. You would never turn this other direction. And then another person who I highly respect says the complete opposite. Um, so it's it's very fascinating to see that. And it varies a lot in the escape potential. So when you're talking about submission escapes, um, that's kind of where I recommend blue belt start working um, first in the sense of really focusing on defensing defensive and the way that you can start to train that blue belts is going to be, believe it or not, putting yourself in bad positions. So there's going to be a point in your blue belt career that after you kind of get it out of your system, which I understand is part of it's you're so excited to do it, but you're going to have to overcome the feeling that you, you just beating up a white belt for like every round for 20 minutes 
is going to have a diminishing return or zero return and you really wasted a lot of time. So when you start training with white belts who you kind of trust, you know, they're getting to maybe three or four stripes on their white belt. They know enough to kind of put you into some bad positions. Start placing yourself into these bad positions. Start letting them catch a triangle. Start putting yourself in arm locks, start putting yourself in bad positions and then trying to work the escape because that's a lot. You you can do that in positions with upper belts and you could get away with it for a long time. But when it comes to submissions, it's a lot harder to do because you got to think about it. The submission is like the end of the road. If you guys are really enjoying this podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it if you left me some reviews, maybe some five stars, whether you're listening to this on Audible, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys leave this five stars, leave some nice words. Also share it with a friend. You know, I don't charge anything for these podcasts and my goal is just to grow it and help the jiu-jitsu community. So thank you guys for supporting and I'll see you guys later. Every time that a person progresses just a little bit further and, and is able to start engaging in the submission, they got further into the advantage uh, that they gained, right? So like shutting them off at the position is a lot easier than to shut them off when they're halfway through the submission, right? So when you start doing that against upper belts, now you won't have a choice sometimes, but um, it's a lot harder to do. So when you're training with white belts, there's going to be a point where, like I said, you just smashing them for 20 straight minutes has zero return. So start putting yourself in those kind of dangerous positions with them. Now, the one kind of safety tip or idea I will tell you guys is you're going to have to, this is where that check your ego at the door kind of comes into play right now, because if you play that game, you're going to get caught. If you play the game of putting yourself in bad positions, you're eventually going to get caught. Um, I do this all the time. You know, there'll be times that when I'm training with blue belts and especially if they're bigger than me and I let them take my back or, you know, we're doing back startup and they they get their grips right and I'm waiting to see how long I have to until I can start to get out. They're going to eventually tap me. I think I even told a story. Um, there's an episode on here that says a blue belt tapped me in like yesterday's training or something like that. And that's that story that legitly we were doing back mount startup and we were doing collar chokes and a blue belt like tapped me and I'm a first degree black belt. And that's just because that they started there and I waited too long. I mean, all props to him. He should be super excited for that, but it's okay because I'm just going to come back. I'm going to train tomorrow and I'm going to fix it. And it's just, it's, it's okay. But if you're so worried about your ego getting hurt, that's going to prevent you a lot from improving and working on those things. So now the next natural question is, well, okay. Outside of submission defenses, is there either specific submissions or another area I should start to work? And the next area, I guess I would say would be after you get good at defending the submission, um, either defending the submission, escaping the submission, um, start to figure out like, what is your next play off of that? So how can you turn some defense into offense? And um, even though that that's kind of shifting gears into the offensive category, it's still part of a, of a defensive idea. So when I was teaching class this week, we were teaching guard retention and, and sweeping. And I'll kind of give you guys a general rule when it comes to guard retention. And it's kind of hard to teach guard retention because of all the different components that are built into it. But one of the rules about guard retention is that as soon as you recover the guard, you should be throwing up some kind of offense 
at the person immediately. So what I mean by that? Well, let's say this person is trying to throw my legs out the way with like a throw by pass or a Toriando pass. Well, after I've brought my legs back inside and I've attempted to recover, if I can recover, I should be looking for immediate offense. Now, it's okay if the offense doesn't work. Because what that does is if I throw up some offense, legitimate offense, not like fake offense, but like legitimately I got my legs back in front of them. I gained inside position or I was in a position to do a tripod sweep or a cross sweep or a, or go into lasso or something. And I threaten with that and the person has to respect it. They will naturally back out. And so even if I didn't complete the sweep or complete the position, I was able to make them back out and reset. So that's a defensive strategy. Now, it's great if it turns into offense. Let's say I do hit the sweep or I do hit the submission. It's absolutely fantastic. And I will absolutely take it. But learning how to do the follow up in the next phase as a blue belt is very important. That's something I know I didn't pay a lot of attention to. I didn't really even pay a lot of attention to it till I became like a brown belt. But now as I've been teaching and I start and I'm training students, I'm going through people's journeys and what I wish I could have done sooner. That's one thing that I think blue belts can do a lot sooner that they don't really get encouraged to do, but that involves you putting yourself in bad position. So you have to think about it that there's a payoff, right? So maybe you get really good at escaping these white belts, triangles from the guard, or you get really good at escaping um, the rear naked choke from the back mount and you are starting to advance, advance. What is your next follow-up thing that you're trying to train off that? And a lot of times there's some offense that's immediately ready. Like one, for one example, the rear naked choke, a lot of times if you can defend the rear naked choke, you can start to get your back to the ground and you start scraping them off. There's potential for leg entanglements or butterfly guard for some sweeps and, and things of that nature right off the bat. So usually a lot of good uh, submission counters also have potential offensive capabilities following right behind, right? Now, of course, blue belts should still be working on positional defense and, and things like that too. The main positions that I recommend blue belts start to get good at defending from mainly is going to be still the inferior positions. Um, it's going to be defending from the bottom of the mount, defending from those places, because that's usually where most of the submissions take place. Um, you could even say another form of defensive idea would be getting good at guard retention. Since I mentioned that earlier, um, that's a very valuable skill because um, the one kind of hack for jujitsu, actually there's kind of two. One hack is if you can get really good at playing the bottom you can sweep people and find ways to get on top. Or if you're really good at takedowns, you can start taking people down to get on top as well. So I highly recommend that blue belts start to develop some more guard retention. Once again, this is one thing that I did not do soon enough that I think I did not pay attention to. I just got very comfortable at playing just the bottom defensive positions, but I did not get good at retaining and starting to retain potentially earlier than, than I could have. So 
but that's going to be it for this blue belt defensive strategy idea. Um, so next on the docket will be purple belt. And that's where we start to get kind of nerdy and a little bit more customizable. So thank you guys again for um, tuning in to another episode. Like I said, please, if you can uh, head over to Spotify, if you're on that, just I think if you just scroll down, there should be a poll and a question right there. Um, if you can remember, please take the time to do the little survey. If you have any interest in finding out how to support the podcast, I'd greatly appreciate it. That way I can either get you guys more videos, merchandise, or whatever that you guys are interested in doing um, as a you know exchange of services for, for the podcast. Um, so anyway, thank you guys again. And until next time, I will uh, see you guys later. Take it easy. Thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. In case you guys didn't know, I'm really trying to work on growing my social media presence, either on Instagram and on Twitter. So make sure you guys give me a follow over there of at Jason Hill is both handles. It's also in the show description. It's a quick way to link over. This is the best way to also ask me about questions or topics you would like future podcasts on. Also, if you haven't already, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. It has a lot of these topics just in video format, just another medium for you guys to check it out. And so that is a good way to also get some jujitsu help. 